Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Tier 90 Body Burn 30 support call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which for me is 6.40 in the morning, 7.40 Mountain Time, 8.40 Central Time, 9.40 East Coast Time. If you're joining us live, you're in the right place. If you're listening to this as a podcast and want to pick us up live, if you go to area code one. 1- Seven two seven seven five eight nine seven two, and when it asks for the code, put in nine one zero zero two two. You're welcome to join us. We have, um, and if you're listening to this as a want to pick this up as a podcast because you missed us, if you go to SoundCloud, S O U N D C O U C O C L O U D. Boy, I forgot how to spell cloud all of a sudden. Put in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and put in TR90. These calls will pop up. If you listen for at, to your podcast through a different podcast service or app, if you put in Frank Lomas and TR90 or Frank Lomas and Solutions, the digit four, anti-aging, they could well pop up as well. Frank says so that they, he's been seeing them pop up elsewhere. I do not know what we would do without Brian Curry and Frank Lomas doing all the technical stuff for us, but we are very blessed to have them with us, and I can't say enough about those guys. So with that being said, my name is Susan Mann. I'm out of Portland, Oregon. I come to you with an education background that is huge interest in both health and nutrition and exercise in that I had grandparents that did not have the best of health when I was in high school and I just really didn't want to travel down some of the health paths that they traveled down at that time. They probably didn't know any better, but, you know, learning as I go along, I've learned a lot of things and I'd just love to share them with you. So that TR90 program, when you are first starting out, is one really good, clean, lean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day. 30 grams of protein at at least three of those meals. Making sure to drink plenty of water to stay hydrated. Um, Victoria and I were just talking about humid areas and exercise. Very important to stay hydrated because a person can lose up to a quart of moisture in just an hour And if you're working out very heavily or if you're in a very humid area. So staying hydrated is important. Many times it masks itself as hunger. So if you think you're hungry, drink a glass of water first to make sure that that's not it. And then make a decision after you've waited a few minutes. 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise at least five days a week. If you listen to Frank tomorrow, he'll tell you how many hashtag no days off he's had for this go around. He and Jennifer were up to over 1,500 before they had to take a break um, due to some health issues. With that being said, seven to nine hours of good quality rest a night is really important. Um, It helps. Your body does a whole bunch of system resets, as I like to call them, while you're sleeping so that you can make good decisions the next day, be really clear-headed and Sleep is one of those things that can affect your metabolism and several other things. So getting that good sleep is really important. Seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables every day because you need those micronutrients, the macronutrients, and the fiber that comes with getting your fruits and vegetables close to 
the source as you possibly can. Um, guys should be getting about 45 grams of fiber, and ladies, we should be getting about 32 grams of fiber daily because that keeps things moving through our systems and helps to keep us healthy. So today I'm sharing some information out of a book that's called Superfoods Health Style, Simple Changes to Get the Most Out of Life for the Rest of Your Life. It was written by Stephen G. Pratt, M.D., and Kathy Matthews. And what I'm sharing with you today actually falls into um, some of that lifestyle of making sure you're keeping yourself really well balanced. I started out with what the symptoms of, I'm going to start out with what the symptoms of stress are because those are things that you need to really be aware of. If you eat more or less than usual, if you're tired constantly, you drink more alcohol, smoke more, or use drugs more frequently, your sleep habits change, you have aches and pains that are not the result of exercise, you feel more anxious, nervous, or angry than usual, if you have to use the bathroom more or less often than normal, you are more forgetful, and you notice other changes in the way you behave. So I started to explain that um, those, those are the symptoms of stress. And what Dr. Pratt recommends in this particular book is finding personal peace and using it as your anti-stress program. And it can mean many things to different people. <coughs> Excuse me. Don't know where that tickle came from. So personal peace is your weapon against unrelieved stress. Personal peace allows the ratcheting down of that flight or fight, fight or flight response into a state of serenity that actually has positive physiological and psychological benefits. Just as a constant stream of multiple antioxidants fight the unending onslaughts of free radicals free radical damage on the cellular level. So the regular achievement of personal peace enables your body to recover from the inevitable daily onslaught of stress. To achieve optimum health, you need personal peace as much as you need the nutrients provided by whole foods. Personal peace will restore you to your whole mind, body, and spirit. Personal peace isn't something that you achieve once and for all. Rather, it's a process, a mindset, a habit of regularly retreating to a place of inner calm. This retreat has actual physiological benefits that can pay off in reducing a host of chronic diseases. The notion of personal peace is not a new idea. It has always existed in the context of religious teachings. In Eastern cultures, it is an essential part of daily existence. The news about personal peace or mindfulness or spirituality is that it has measurable, undefinable, or measurable, definable physiological effects that can benefit us all. As I mentioned, personal is a key aspect of this concept. There is no simple prescription for achieving this. It's not comparable to the basic recommendation of eating a cup of spinach daily or getting 30 minutes of exercise. Personal peace is about you and your world. So many factors come into play that will affect 
how the mind and spirit will best achieve personal peace. There are vast cultural, religious, and even geographic and gender differences that affect us. There are more exclusive, almost inexplicable preferences that guide us to our choices and our achievement of pleasure and serenity. You must determine your best route to personal peace. All I can do is urge you to take active steps to achieve this goal as the evidence is truly overwhelming and it's a route to a healthier and healthier life. So how do you achieve personal peace? My general recommendation is to select one or more stress-reducing practices from the list below and incorporate them into your daily life. I use a host of these practices, from the relaxation response to prayer to exercise to nature at various times every single day to achieve my own personal peace. Consciously working on this aspect of coping with stress has changed my life, and I know that you'll reap the similar rewards when you achieve your own personal peace. Here are some common proven approaches to personal peace that have demonstrated physiological benefits. The relaxation response. There is, so I'm going to briefly highlight these. Relaxation, meditation, spirituality, and religious practices, the power of prayer. And we're going to start off with that relaxation response. When I left home for college, and this is Dr. Pratt speaking, my... Mother told me that it was important to learn to relax, that it wasn't always something that just happened, and that learning to relax could help me fall asleep, help me cope with the stresses of school. She told me to lie down and let each part of my body relax until it felt heavy. What my mother was teaching me was a progressive muscle relaxation or the relaxation response. Herbert Benson, a doctor at Harvard, wrote about the relaxation response in his book, The Relaxation Response. And Benson spelled B-E-N-S-O-N, and Herbert is H-E-R-B-E-R-T. Here is the simple technique. Sit or lie down quietly. If lying down, be sure you don't go to sleep. Close your eyes. Deeply relax all your muscles beginning at your feet and ending at your face. Breathe through your nose. Become aware of your breathing. As you breathe out, say a word. One was what Benson suggested, but any word will do. Breathe in. Breathe out. Repeat one. Breathe in. Breathe out. Repeat one, or whatever your chosen word is, and so on. Breathe naturally and easily. Continue for 10 to 20 minutes. You can open your eyes to check the time, but don't use an alarm. When finished, sit or lie quietly for a few minutes. Be passive. Ignore distracting thoughts. You should do the relaxation response once or twice daily. Don't do it within two hours of eating as digestion seems to interfere with the effectiveness of this response. At first, you may find it difficult to achieve achieve the relaxation response. You'll be distracted and your head will fill up with unrelated thoughts. Try to gently ignore those distractions and focus on your breathing. You might find it a challenge at first. Perhaps it will seem like a waste of time, but persevere 
and you will begin to reap the rewards. People who regularly practice the relaxation response find they have a better awareness of tension levels in their bodies and thus better ability to relax in any situation, improved concentration, reducing reduced resting levels of the flight or fight or flight portion of the autonomic nervous system. The relaxation response, what it does with so in fight or flight the metabolism is up, but the relaxation response brings it down. Heart rate is up for fight or flight. Heart rate is down for relaxation. Blood pressure is up, down for relaxation response. Breathing rate is up. When you're relaxing, your breathing rate is down. Muscle tension is up for fight or flight. And for relaxation response, the um, muscle tension is down. If you want a simple... Method to achieve personal peace, keep a photograph of loved ones in your wallet or at your workplace. In one study, it was found that the sheep who had temporarily been isolated from their flock endured an increase in stress and measured heart rate, changes in movements and vocalization and hormone levels. But when the sheep were shown photographs of other sheep, all symptoms of stress were reversed. Abstract Face shapes and goat's photos had no effect. This positive response can be extrapolated to humans as it involves our highly complex ability to recognize and respond to familiar faces. Though we don't understand precisely how this mechanism works, we do know that the link between face recognition and physiological response is, is real. So here are two other sources. For coping with stress, power over stress by Kenford Ned, and Kenford is spelled K-E-N-F-O-R-D. Last name is N-E-D-D-M-D. And instant emotional healing, acupressure for the emotions by George Pratt and Peter Lambrov. So that was instant emotional healing, acupressure for emotions by George Pratt, and Pratt is spelled P-R-A-T-T, and Peter Lambrove. Lambrove is spelled L-A-M-B-R-O-V, or, yeah, R-O-V. And the first book I mentioned was Herbert Benson's The Relaxation Response. With that, I think we've reached the end of our time for today. If you want to um, shoot over to... Facebook One Team Global Live and listen to one of our leaders explain how to build a new skin business. You're welcome to do that. I'm going to take us off mute so that I can listen to any questions or comments. We'll be picking up on Thursday with meditation. On and Tomorrow we'll have Frank joining us. And on Friday we'll have Victoria with her lovely meditations that she usually starts us off on the weekend with that will kind of calm and relax us into the weekend that's up and coming. And realize the 4th of July is on this upcoming Monday and we'll be here just like always. So with that being said, I'm going to let everybody go. Have a great day. And I will listen to any comments you may have. So there we have it, my friends. Why we should be including from 
relaxation into our days to help decrease the stress. And Cortitrol yes. and Ashwagandha do help. <laughs> oh, God, Cortitrol. I don't go a day without it. I just want to tell you um, that the re- <laughs> excuse me that the relaxation response is good if you do it twice a day, like right before lunch and um, maybe around before dinner. Just, but yeah. I find that if you do the relaxation, I did it a lot, and I'm guiltily. I don't do it as now, but I, I you're pushing me. I'm going to get back on it. Um, when I was a hygienist, you know, working on patients was very stressful. And um, I, I think that when you do the relaxation in the middle of the day, you get so much energy for the rest of the day, but calm. Your energy is focused, but you're calm. So maybe on Friday I'll give you some tips for a little bit of self-hypnosis that will help everybody to uh, get in that place where you have the calm energy. Yeah, we used to start karate class. We started karate classes with uh, seated meditation for a few minutes, and then we always ended class with a seated meditation, just to kind of, you know, forget about what's outside, so we could focus on what was happening in class, and then at the end of class, so that we were ready to go back out and um, head back out to the rest of our day. So. That is a practice that definitely has stuck with me. <laughs> okay, well, we'll see you tomorrow. Well, no, we'll see Frank tomorrow. Yeah, we will have Frank tomorrow. Okay, have a great day. Yeah, I will. You too. Thank you.